0: This podcast explores explicit and adult-themed content. If discussions of sex or male bondage offend you, or if you are under the age of 18, you should not continue listening to this episode or future episodes of The Bondage Gaze. By continuing to listen, you acknowledge that you are at least 18 years old and aren't offended by discussions of male bondage, sex, pornography, or other kinds of content with sexual themes. Welcome to the bondage gaze. I'm Nat and I'm Sammy. This uh should be our last episode of Your Bondage of, and I was going to say Bondage and Kink Stories. <laughs> your Dating and Kink
1: Stories. Guys, it's finally almost over. Trust me, we've had enough too. Yeah, and well, I mean these yeah, these stories are really fun. Firstly, a quick disclaimer, I, if I sound like shit, I have COVID. So yeah, thank you to everyone who has messaged me this week to check up on me, which by the time this gets posted, will be like three months ago. But for those of you who didn't check up on me, cash donations also make me feel better, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay, well, especially thinking of that, like, in the future, like, like months ahead when people actually hear, oh, oh I'm sorry, Here, here's money. <laughs>
1: no it's okay i love you all <laughs> now our final submission comes from frankie this is a story that we feel needs to be shared unfortunately not everyone has had the same positive experiences with the kink community
2: so i did start off dating a non-kink guy and like i said before like it didn't go too well Missy he just like wasn't into anything that i was into and that's For me, that is like a no right off the bat because I like, this is what I like to do. And it's like, I'm not going to give that up. I'm kind of tired of like not doing what I want. And it's like, this is the one area where I'm like, no, this is what I want this is what I want to do. And whether or not you're into it, like that's not up for debate for me. (laughs) So it's like, I I probably won't date a non-kink guy again. And I did date a kink guy. We unfortunately didn't really do anything together. There was an age difference in that. And it was before I had like really, really gotten into actually expressing myself in that way. So things didn't really work out that way. And I haven't dated since. Uh, That was back in like 2017 because I actually like that guy and don't want to deal with any of that at this moment. I've had some guys who've like considered subs or considered like regulars and they've fallen off. Some moved away. Some just like, we just don't talk anymore. Others found other people to play with, which is like good because like I'm still starting out. So I don't really see myself as like a hardcore Dom. So I always just say like, for whatever, how long you want me to do this for you, I'll do it. It's always a hard note for me for non kink guys. So for both the apps, I have them geared to what I'm into. So like everything is like FN kink, BDSM. used to be, or I'm sorry, it used to be FN kink. Then I had changed it because some guys kept asking to sleep with my dog or one guy was like i want to tie you down and castrate you chemically and then like shoot me up with meth and i was like that is the last thing i would ever want to do what the hell that was like when i changed my name and things have gotten way better since then anyways i have everything geared towards and um i do get vanilla guys asking to like play and i have played with vanilla guys and they did not go very well because i do all my thing and then maybe like five minutes into it they would say oh well like do we have to do this like can't we just like suck each other off or like can you just like fuck me and stuff like that and i'm like why did you message me like this is what i I want to do this is like what i'm into and there's like other guys who want to just do what you want to do like why are you going out of your way to do that so i try to stay away from more vanilla guys now because it's just like i was renting hotel rooms or clearing full days to meet up with guys Cause i like to plan things out and i'm like i take it very seriously so it's like i try to give them my full attention and i try to make an experience for both of us so so I try to stay away from guys who are just like, oh well, like I'd like to try it. And I've had guys who are like, well, I'm not into kink, but if it means I can have sex with you, or like if I can be with you, then I'll do it. And then I'm just like, you're. I don't want you to do that because that's not what I want. And I don't want you to like think that you have to change yourself to be with me because like, I'm not worth that for you. <laughs> like, dude, like love yourself, like respect yourself. And and I've had a conversation with with my friend, and she was like, well, like you're kind of like tearing yourself down. And I was like, no, I respect myself. It took me a long time to get to this point, and. I want other people to do that too. Like I want everyone to be safe and comfortable of like what they want and how they go about relationships so yeah i try to stay away from vanilla guys one of your questions was have i ever met someone too kinky and i guess the, the story i brought up where i wanted to chemically castrate me was too extreme that one was insane i immediately blocked him and obviously like the guys who want to like se- have sex with my dog or people who want me to like poop in their mouths and stuff that's a little too much for me i'm like that's not it i just like rope and duct tape dude like i don't know where you're coming from All I can say here is
1: what the fuck? How do you go from kink BDSM to sleeping with a dog? Or chemically castrating someone or shooting them with meth like that shit has no place in the kid community all of that is abuse
0: yeah well I mean in a way it's kind of you know the same as yeah it's like same as uh, you know what came up uh, during Andy's story that of it kind of doesn't make sense but it kind of does like it just I think with you know if you think of control as like the primary motivation here of yeah it's like I mean obviously there's some wires getting crossed with going to a bondage kinkster and then kind of wanting these kinds of things. But I feel like the kink community is like very bottlenecked and like, you know, there's only very certain kinds of avenues you could kind of go in the kink world. And, you know, most people kind of don't know how to navigate that. Um, So I think the first sometimes for the first kinky person they find it's like, oh, you must be into this or you must understand this or things kind of like that. And it's like, oh, it's it's a little, you know, it's a little more complicated than than that. Yeah. Well, in this case, these things aren't just some like extreme
1: kink. This is abuse. Yeah. okay chemically castrating someone or shooting them with meth of definite hard nose. But I can see if both parties Are into it how I don't I'm not going to say I condone that at all I think that hits that self-harm Category but I can see where People might have that kind of mindset But the fucking abuse to animals No I cannot stress enough Like if you do that that's just unforgivable Yeah I don't understand Why a vanilla person would commit And then have an attitude of Do we have to like find Another vanilla person and stop Wasting our time like there Are so many people that just want to have fucking butt sex or whatever? Go to one of them. (laughs) We have a limited pool of people we can meet for tie ups. So fuck off. Yes, you have every right to withdraw consent at any time, but it seems like these guys knew full well they were never going to get into the bondage. And if that is the case, fuck those time wasters.
0: Yeah. It's like, I feel like throughout this series, this kind of thing has come up a lot. And yeah, it's like, well, because I think part of it is like a lot of vanilla's. probably like they don't i i think they don't realize how vanilla they are because they think okay i'm willing to get tied up theoretically on an occasion you know under these circumstances blah 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 like all of that so then they probably think okay so therefore i am kinky and then they meet like a real kinkster who like they do bondage all the time and you know that's the you know for a lot of us it replaces sex like it's you know like that big of a part of us and everything yeah it's like and then they kind of don't understand that when they meet one of us of like oh yeah like i'm up for getting tied up and then you know and then they start seeing it as a as a chore of like oh well can't we just have sex and just like do bondage next time or something like that and they don't understand how it's like you know a lot of us aren't like that like a lot of us you know we need bondage when you say that you're into bondage it means a very specific thing to us yeah it's not just like oh yeah i kind of like it but you know we don't have to do it all the time and it's not that big of a part of my life or something i mean sometimes it is like that for people but yeah yeah I,
1: I guess that's why they don't think about it but it's it's still rude whether like ignorance isn't a justification for it if you're meeting someone with the intention of bondage and you withdraw yeah ignorance is no
2: excuse
0: yeah it's like i mean once again my story about the guy i met on recon when i was in college who he was on recon it said that he was into bondage like we started our conversation with talking about bondage like he seemed into it and then you know for the short period that we dated it seemed that seemed to like really eat into him like how much i'm into bondage and all of that yeah well, that's a shame so it's interesting how he touched
1: on you know wasting money paying for hotel rooms wasting time with meeting up to clearing up full days for these guys i actually have a story so I was catfished well, probably about 10 years ago. So I was talking to this guy on MSN. Again, I'm showing my age. <laughs> we arranged that I'd go to this pool and we'd meet in the showers. I don't know why the fuck I agreed to this. I was young and naive. And I'd only seen like one picture of him. But this is before catfishing was a known thing. So I didn't think much of it. So anyway I did it I made like The two hour Train trip To his town And he messaged Me saying He was running Late And I went Into the pool It was a Fucking paid Pool So I had to Pay to get in Went into the Shower Got my kid Off And the Fucker never Showed up Anyway Then another Guy walks in And we're not We're not I'm not judging Anyone by appearance But there was a Very big difference Between how these Two guys looked Like this one Was older He was He was a Bigger guy If he'd have Messaged me Himself I'd have Given him The same Attention But it was a blatant catfish and he was he was talking to me he's he's like oh aren't you worried a gay guy might see you I'm like well i am gay so no and then i was like well i'm already here so i went home with him and there was zero bondage i just sucked his dick and yeah it was the biggest waste of a day the biggest waste of a train trip The guy ended up messaging me Again on MSN And was like Gave some bullshit excuse He's like Oh but did you meet anyone And I'm like I know full well You're that person Oh my god But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you I met anyone I'm like Oh no
0: I just went straight home Oh my god That's so I'm like That's so cringy Like Because okay I didn't know Where the story was going Like I was like Okay is it like Yeah like Was it just uh, You know Mutually understood That you know This isn't how this guy Look you know The guy that you're meeting Isn't the guy you were talking you know Like doesn't look like The guy you were talking to But I don't know The cat was out of the bag and But yeah it's like But then seeing Seeing that He was pretending To be somebody else Oh actually no Because when I was In this guy's car I tried to
1: call The first guy And the guy's car I was in He's like Said something like, he's like You can see it's not me I'm going back Years ago But I'm like Oh How did you know What I was trying to do Like Yeah Which at the time I was kind of frustrated I didn't really think Too much into it It wasn't until later I was like Oh hang on so yeah I got cutfished In a public bathroom Public shower
0: Yeah like well The big thing about Yeah about this Is the waste of getting A hotel room And even paying To fucking go Use the pool There and everything And the trip Money wise It didn't cost too much Like I didn't actually Have to get a hotel I just got a train And
1: paid to get to the pool It was more the time wasted Like two hours there and back you, Yeah it's like You
0: just gave a blowjob Like there was no bondage Like Yeah it was a very Underwhelming day So assuming that This is the that the guy you met up with was the guy that you were talking to it's like even just thinking of like how much he must have taken advantage of just the situation like for you like of You know, kind of knowing you made this fucking trip to do the specific thing, you know, and then so I feel like you, you would more likely be of the mindset of, okay, like, I'm kind of pissed that I did all of this for like nothing that it's like, okay, well, he he might settle for this other lesser thing than he was anticipating just kind of Yeah, like, okay, well, I might as well get something out of this trip. And, you know, not just go home without anything, you know, without doing anything yeah and i did
1: and this was before i had a smartphone so there was no grinder wasn't an option if i'd have even thought about that if i had it but i probably would have I used to always spend my time socializing on grinder yeah if i'm sitting on a train for two hours what else am i gonna do yeah <laughs> read <laughs> <laughs> i mean I, okay i did i used to get a lot of reading done on the train but <laughs> i'd also like to flick through grinder just to see who's around
0: yeah i'm um, like it's funny it reminds me of um a guy i recently played with who's a li- who's a little bit older than me um, um, talking about like meeting somebody on Craigslist to have like a bonded session with. And like it's so weird to think of that for Craigslist because I feel like today Craigslist is a completely different kind of thing with the way we view it. And we have social media and you know, we have all these avenues of finding other kingsters that like not many people would use Craigslist for that. But then to think that, well, you know, 15, 20 years ago, that's kind of well, I don't know if it was around 20 years ago per se, but yeah, it's like like Back then, there weren't a lot of, you know, easy options for people like to find other kinksters. And so that kind of makes sense. Like, yeah, (laughs) I love the way you guys say that name. (laughs) <laughs> Craig, we say Craig. Oh, okay, okay. You, you you enunciate it
1: more. It's the same with um Americans' favorite crackers <laughs> that are named after a guy, Graham crackers. <laughs> yeah, we say Graham.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, Megan. We say Megan. Oh, okay, okay. Well, then that would make sense. Like, why some? Yeah, like because there are some Megans that go by like they pronounce it Megan. I'm sure there's others. I can't think of them though. There's even a slight difference in like.
1: How I will say my name And how you guys will say it But that seems more of an accent thing I say Sammy You say Sammy oh. I, lo- I love the way you say it You Of all the Americans that pronounce my name You pronounce it the best It's so cute <laughs> say, It just sounds so endearing <laughs>
0: God say it. <laughs> Sammy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's funny because for the podcast we talked to like people from so many places that like, yeah, it's like like they're like, you know, I have heard like so many different kinds of accents. Like, I mean, e- I mean, even with the series we're doing right now, like, you know, the stories are from people from everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think doing this has kind of helped me kind of, you know, like really see how like, you know, think about like how Americans sound. Because before it was too, it was just normal like if i just heard america even if i was an american from a different region of you know everything was just too normalized to me i was too sensitized to it and then now i mean now i'm just more conscious of you know people from like other parts of the world like of how you know other people from other parts of the world speak and you know like things like that and then so that Kind of makes me think, I don't know, almost see like an American accent, like more objectively. Yeah, well, it's the same with Aussie accents. If
1: I'm talking to someone one a one I'm not going to notice it. It was something that really confused me up until I was probably like 16 or 17. You'd watch an American show and there'd be an Australian appear on it. And they'd sound so, like, the accent was so fucking obvious. Like, why are we portrayed like that in shows and stuff? Like, why do we sound like that? And then I, it wasn't until, yeah, I actually sat and thought about it. I'm like, oh... That's what we sound like all the time. It's just, you don't notice it when you're constantly talking to Aussies. It's after listening to a bunch of Americans,
0: the Aussie accent really stands out. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. So that makes sense because if you're watching an American show, like an American accent is like normalized to you, even though it's not like an accent that you live with or something, you, you, your your brain kind of accepts it a lot more. And then so it just stands out. Yeah, like when you see an Australian person there, like, yeah. All right, guys, we're going to get see- Serious Now, we're going
1: to give Frankie the opportunity to share his experiences in interacting
2: with the general kink community. So please have a listen to his story. As for dating in the kink community, it's a little harder. It's a little, I mean, in in general, it's a little harder because I have brought up that, yeah, I'm Mexican. I am darker skinned and I'm chubbier than the most average white dude. And I bring that up because like a lot of guys are just meaner to people of color in our community, especially in the kink community. We're either fetishized heavily or we're just like not seen as attractive enough to even be treated like humans. And I say that because a lot of guys will say, oh, well, you just want us to have sex with people we don't want to. And it's like that's not what we're asking you to do when we say to stop saying that you don't find black people attractive or you don't find asian people attractive we're literally telling you to treat these people with respect and human decency but you're not seeing that because you think that you should be attracted to them to, in order to do that and i don't know if you understand that that's what you're doing or if you see that's how you're coming off but that is something that should be fixed and in the king community i can't speak everyone. but i personally i usually don't reach out first i let guys message me first because i've tried talking to guys first and they'll just be like mean. They'll just be so mean for the sake of like being honest. They'll be like, oh, I'm just being honest or something like that. So it is a little harder for to navigate the kink community as a person of color. Because you just never know when someone's just like, oh, well, I only want white dudes or I only talk to like big black cocks." <laughs> well, I hate that sentiment and uh, that's disgusting. Or I'll just get those guys who are like, oh, I'm a total Hispanophile. Like you're only attractive because you're Mexican. And I'm like, that's not a compliment, dude. So yeah, it's it's a little hard to navigate you never know who's genuinely into you or who's like fetishizing you or like if you make the wrong move or if you say something the wrong way they can just turn on you like that which has happened to me where i've had a guy follow me on instagram and he was always like asking like see dick pics and like constantly commenting on all my pictures and then when i started speaking out about black lives matter and like showing that i fully support it then he like turned on me and like sent me racist stuff and like was calling me racist and like telling me go kill myself and stuff like that and it's like that's like such a good experience example example of how fetishizing isn't the same as true respect or love. Because look, like you thought I was attractive. You thought I was hot up until like I started talking about things that directly affect me as a person of color in this community. So that's like something I wish more guys would realize or just like start to think. You know, like use your head, but that's always too much to ask for some guys. But I mean, it's not all bad. I've met a lot of guys since then, you know, who see it that way or who like support me or, you know, dicks. Yeah. So dating, I really haven't done much. But to answer, yeah, I would only date a kink guy. Like I would only date someone who's into what I'm into. It's like, I love love this This as a part of my life. I do it for artwork. I talk to a lot of my non-kink friends about it. They ask me questions about it. It's like, it's a pretty important part of my life. So I make money off of it through my shop so it's not something i'm gonna like not do and like negotiate with some guy who just doesn't really understand just because i wouldn't want to put them through that it's, it, it is exhausting because there really is two like worlds in the gay community it's like the people of color the black and brown people and then like the white gays who you either have the ones who just were flat out refuse to see what they're doing and then you have the ones that make excuses for them last summer during the black lives matter protests um, a lot of white gay men came out were just like on twitter just saying horrible racist things and just bringing Asian people into it and just like saying all the stuff and like I blocked a lot of them but they're still prominent in our community they're still you know models for all our gay underwear they're still like at all the parties as like the host and stuff like that and then I'm seeing a lot of bondage noms that I talk to on Instagram and like that I like to see they're playing with them and it's just like you're not understanding like when you're showing them that they're still welcome in a community when they're hurting others like you're not helping you're making things worse for us because you're showing them like hey you can act this way you can say whatever you want I'm going to protect you but then they'll turn around and be like well I'm holding space also for like those who, who are experienced racism it's like you don't get to hold their hand in our hand at the same time because you're just showing us that you, you don't really care about what we have to say because you're going to always put their feelings first you're going to put them first and yeah there's some doms that i follow that they started playing with the more racist subs who have actively like attacked black men i have actively attacked Asian men and it's just like it's upsetting to see because then all the comments are like oh that guy's so hot it's like oh who cares what he says like he's so hot and it's like oh my god can you get up off the floor can you get off your knees and like have respect for yourself dude like what is wrong with you but yeah it just sucks that we have to navigate it in this way and like we always have to like justify us being in spaces that we create well white gay men could be like oh well like it's it's so it's like everything's so welcoming it's like whatever you want it's like it's all comfortable it's like no it's not always comfortable and it's we're not always welcomed in these spaces and we're not always viewed as even humans it's like at the end of the day it's like can you just leave me alone? alone like why do you have to go out of your way and attack black people why do you have to go out of your way and like say that you don't find asian men attractive like there's no reason for it and that's my two cents on the subject
0: yeah like kind of like his point about you know like still kind of glorifying and you know praising people like just because they're attractive like regardless of like if they're like a terrible human you know if they're outright like racist if they're you know anything kind of like that and when people kind of try to play the objectifying game of oh well I don't really care you know who cares what he says or thinks like like I just think he's hot and want to do x y and z to him or something and oh yeah you know it in a way i mean that because it kind of makes me think of like okay i I understand that in bondage fiction and stuff like that people like using bondage as a punishment as revenge as things like that but when it gets real it's like no like we're doing it because we like it we're not doing it because we're punishing people we're not you know we're not doing it to people we hate like to punish them because we hate them and everything it's like we're doing it because we all like it and we see pleasure in it and you know when we approach people it's because we're attracted to them and you know we kind of feel like they're worthy of this kind of a attention and actions and things like that so if you put like somebody who you know is like kind of a bad person in that you know in that kind of predicament it's like okay in a way you're you you can tell yourself that you feel like you're punishing them by like oh i want to tie them up and embarrass them or whatever and i mean that could work to maybe some extent it's still like you're still kind of putting them on a pedestal like you're still you know yeah it's like you're still kind of doing that like you know just for such a shallow thing like okay well but he's attractive and so you know he still kind of deserves this attention From me in some way Yeah look I don't give a fuck how hot someone is I have no interest in supporting
1: someone with those Views yeah this story is Just it's heartbreaking to hear I don't
0: understand how people Can be so cruel and then And then also how people could Kind of you know see the sort of cruelty And overlook it Or yeah like overlook It even in a way kind of fetishize It of you know okay he's Cruel but I kind of like that about him Like you know I kind of like that he's willing to go there and say things that other people don't want to say and you know that kind of bullshit
1: yeah no he's a hateful prick he's not saying things other people don't want to say he's being hateful and look okay i just want to acknowledge my white privilege before i say anything i know i will never know exactly what a person of color has to go through just like a heterosexual person will never know the shit we've had to go through as gay men So in saying that As gay men As kinksters As kinky gay men We should know better than this Yeah We have all experienced discrimination As a result of our sexuality How can you do the same to someone Based on their ethnicity Or their colour of
0: their skin Or anything like that It's appalling Yeah It's like I don't know Like in a way it kind of reminds me of I don't know if you've heard the term Like a pick me A pick me girl Or something like that Like so it's like kind of a thing like in minority communities, where like somebody will kind of try to be like an ideal minority, and you know, and, and in a way, it's like very, in a way, kind of self deprecating, but then also like it kind of lifts you up in a certain way of like, okay, like, you know, like, oh, okay, like I'm a woman who has limited power for things, but I'm gonna be like racist as shit, and I'm gonna be really homophobic, and I'm gonna, you know, basically even throw other women under the bus, like throw everybody else under the bus of like, oh no, like I'm gonna be the exceptional, like, better, you know, woman or whatever that men like and feel comfortable with and whatever. And fuck all this other, like, feminism and empowering others like that. Of You know, just kind of trying to claim that sort of, you know, that sort of privilege, like, over every everybody else. Yeah, it's just, I don't get it.
1: Like, look, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm perfect like i have my moments but also if i say something i want to be held accountable for that like if i offend someone let me know and i will make amends
0: yeah it's like i don't know and then it's yeah it's like um because he yeah it's like he did bring this is where he brought up um like hispanophile and everything right like a guy called himself that yeah even for someone to just like say that like to just i mean first of all i've never even heard that as like a word and then i don't know then for someone to just feel comfortable kind of like saying that like i am just like fetishized you like for your race and yeah and that kind of shit it's like that and then yeah and also the other way around of like like how fucked up it is like for like a lot of you know a lot of Asian kingsters a lot of other just you know kind of like less white passing um kingsters of like how you know in a way it's like I don't think they're like complacent or content about it but like in a way like they just kind of they're so used to like that kind of discrimination but they're just kind of like oh eh, yeah he's probably just not into you know whatever I am and and just kind of you know like shrugging their shoulders like I mean because it's, it's so fucked up but then it also kind of makes sense of like I feel like it's so common that if it's gonna blow your mind every time that happens then you're just you know then you're just not gonna have any trust or comfort or anything like in this community or you know anything like that yeah you've got, I guess you've just gotta kind of become numb to it to survive but it shouldn't be like that yeah I mean it's it's definitely interesting like <laughs> two times in one night Um, the, the last time I went out to to a bar of uh, people addressed something about like trying to figure out like what I am. Like, um, one guy asked if I was Italian, like, yeah, it's like, like, just like that. And then, yeah, and then, and then another guy stopped to like ask me, like, where I'm from. <laughs> and, and, and then, and then, yeah, and then I said Texas. And then it didn't seem like that answer, like, kind of like satisfied him. And, um, yeah, it's like, and I mean, well, and then he just, he, he, he asked, like, okay, are you, are you Latino? And I mean, and then the other thing is he seemed, I I think he was Latino like so I but yeah I was just like wow this is weird like two times in one night like you know it's basically just saying like you look the certain way like you know so like what are you basically and I mean but I've gotten like more like rude shit like I remember um, a guy on Scruff that like probably one of the last people I talked to on Scruff like he music somehow came up into the conversation and then he just like made a guess of what kind of music I like and yeah like and it was uh, like reggaeton like hano uh, like stuff kind of like that and it's just like what like I'm just like okay like I don't have anywhere that anywhere on my profile anything you know I'd understand if it, if I had something like that in my profile but it's like I guess the only thing that says that is you know you have your you have your race and ethnicity you know on scruff and then I guess also just the way I look but yeah it's like it, it's it's a weird you know it's a weird situation because I kind of wanted to just sort of be like oh, okay well I'm glad you led with racist and you know I guess like have a good day or something but it's like another part of me it's just kind of like like does this guy even know what the fuck he's saying like does he know how like you know like how fucking like racist that is like yeah i'm
1: gobsmacked for that one fuck for the tapes like (laughs) for the show i had my jaw on the floor
0: for the whole time that was telling that story (laughs) (laughs) okay and then another thing is with jobs that i've had in the last couple of years i never put that i speak spanish on anything because i i don't like you know i grew up I, i'm hispanic i grew up in a largely hispanic city but i don't know spanish it's like it was like a deliberate choice in my family to not teach me spanish so yeah at that and then i feel like also with my learning disability of you know i feel like other people in my family could just kind of pick up a little bit more than i could with like language and stuff just because they're surrounded by it enough but yeah it's like i don't think it really works like that for me and then teaching spanish you know like spanish education and High school was a fucking joke it, even in college was a fucking joke it, I didn't learn anything for it but yeah so I don't put that I speak Spanish anywhere but several of the past jobs they've had, um, they're all nonprofits. So, it, it, you know, there are jobs that like it will be useful if you knew Spanish because you're probably going to have to, you know, talk to some, you know, like some Hispanic people that probably don't speak English or something. So it's useful for that. However, I mean, I, I you know, once again, I don't have anywhere on my job applications that I speak Spanish, but several of my jobs have kind of expected that I speak Spanish. You know, they kind of in a way put me in certain situations where it's like, OK, we're going to need like a translator or something like that. And it's like, OK, well, who's the translator? leader like i don't fucking like you know like i'm not gonna help you with this like it's really awkward like
1: Uh, yeah i guess this is where what i said before comes into play i just can never know this because it's not something i ever would have thought would happen i I, actually now that i think about i had a friend this couple one was norwegian and one i think he was chinese but like he was australian born the partner was originally from Norway. The Norwegian friend said no one has ever asked him where he's from. The Australian born who happens
0: to be Chinese yeah. gets it all the time. Like, Why do you need to ask someone that? That and then especially like I kind of made a joke about it like a few days ago of like when people ask that and then you give especially here in, in, in you know, the United States, if they ask that and then you give a US location and they don't seem satisfied with the answer like like I, I feel like it's Like they're trying to be polite to bring up, like okay, like what's your race or what's your ethnicity or something, but they're like too scared to or something. Like I remember, okay, a kingster that I know, I'm not, I'm not gonna say who. He knew I was from the United States, like he knew I was American. He knew all of that, you know. We video chatted a few times. He knows how, like he knew enough about me to know that my nationality is American. But at some point when we were talking, he asked me what my nationality is, and then my answer was American question mark like just because it's like I I know that this isn't the answer that you're looking for because I know that you know that I'm American and I'm you know from Texas and moved around or whatever but you know I'm from here and then yeah it's like and then it's like okay are you trying to ask me like what my ethnicity is like or my race like it's like can you just be like you know I, I don't know even like if you could just be direct about it like I think that's another thing that it's like I mean it's okay if you're just kind of curious About it But then It just gets weird And uncomfortable When you start You know When you start Trying to find ways Around it And you wind up Being more offensive Oh
1: yeah Like there's also The whole Lumping everyone Into like one category Like not wanting To be offensive Calling someone Black for example They'll say African American And then you get People in my country Who will be like Referring to Some random Black person As an African American It's like No That's We're not even American Like no What
0: Yeah I mean It's I don't know what i find so interesting is like america is so known as like a melting pot like of cultures of you know there's there's so much variety here but i feel like there's just kind of part of that i don't know that like kind of americanization that it's like you just assume every you know like everybody is you know all americans are white and all americans are this specific you know very narrow thing whereas it's like no there's a lot of you know the, i'm like there's a lot of different kinds of americans like yeah
1: Everyone's like, oh, it's speak American or speak English, and it's
0: like.
1: <laughs> I mean, I've I don't know for sure, but I think I've heard that more people in America speak Spanish primarily.
0: Um, maybe I've that could be one of those like facts that's wrong, but I have heard that. But I mean, okay, like for foreign language requirements in like most U.S. schools, it's usually Spanish, and then sometimes French, but like mostly Spanish because it, I mean it is common here, like in most cities and a lot, you know, certain parts you know certain pockets of the country i mean there are you know big you know spanish speaking populations and well look guys everyone is welcome in the kid community
1: if you're being nasty to someone purely because they're a person of color you need to take a good hard look at yourself ask yourself why you feel like it's okay to do so i believe you can do better
0: yeah you know i feel like there's like an interesting because when we look at a lot of bondage content there isn't especially i mean especially of course like american bondage content you you know you don't see that that much diversity um like that much racial diversity and i mean i feel like there's a lot of things to kind of explain about that of uh, like i think one of them is a lot of people who are racial minorities probably don't really feel safe or comfortable in this you know in the bondage community like because yeah it's like cause, i mean i feel like there's just a lot of things that play with it you know there could just be personal things about their culture of like you know i don't know maybe they're really conservative and like religious and so you know something sexually deviant like this probably freaks them out or another thing it's like okay or just being at risk of okay well this is mostly kind of a white community how you know how do I know I'm gonna feel safe in this you know being the only person of color around all of these white people and yeah it's like that's like really sort of a thing of like you know you can feel comfortable kind of get you know associating with a group of people and they're all mostly white or something like that and then I don't know what if something racist comes up and you're the only one who catches it because you're not white and you might want to say something say something about it but then it's like okay is the whole group gonna turn against me because i'm saying something about this like am i gonna seem like a shitster or something if i do this and it's like that and then i feel like with other other things even like kind of like what frankie brings up with you know being fetishized for you know because of your race and things like that and just kind of yeah like i mean you know just kind of being at risk of those kinds of things it sort of makes sense why you know why we don't see you know that many you know open you know kinksters of color around and it shouldn't be like that you should never be afraid
1: to call out someone for racism if the racism was intent intentional that person should be called out if the racism was unintentional that person should be made aware of what they're what they're saying or what they're doing and how it is hurtful so that hopefully they don't do it anymore yeah but yeah it's just i can understand why they would feel too scared to do that it just shouldn't be that way
0: i mean it's even interesting like thinking of myself as like an you know American Hispanic like Kingster. and I mean there's you know I'm obviously not like the only one that's at least like kind of known in the bondage community here or something like that but even kind of noticing it's like okay well I am fairly white passing like you know I'm fairly light skinned I have an American accent I don't speak Spanish you know all these other things that are kind of like that and then yeah it's like I noticed that a lot more a lot lot of Hispanic kingsters that I've talked to that are less white passing they seem to be a little bit more reserved and, you know, a little more closeted with, you know, about being kinky about like, yeah, like, you know, and and then it varies like sometimes it's to the point that they don't even want to meet anybody like, you know, and have sessions like it like getting to that point is still sort of a process for them. And then, yeah, then I feel like another extent is also just like not even wanting to, you know, make like a kinky Instagram or, you know, not even wanting to like let other people know that they're, that they're kinky or just find you know really subtle ways of kind of putting it out there and i mean because i think once again it's like you know there's probably still a lot of uncertainty of you know will will i feel safe in this community like can i just completely kind of throw myself into this and like and then i and then and then yeah and then getting back to the whole white passing thing is i think it kind of shows i don't know it shows my privilege like with being white passing of you know even though i experience you know racist shit like you know what i've cited i feel like i can Do a little bit more than people who are less white-passing. Like I can kind of get away with more. I could kind of, you know, other people could, I, I don't know, feel okay with approaching me or whatever. Like, yeah, it's just feel so bad to think that some of my friends who
1: are kinksters of color would go through this shit because they are some of the most beautiful guys inside and out and to think of someone treating them this way i don't like that thought i can't imagine just being scared of messaging people because you might get a racist reply like my biggest issue is oh i feel like a dick if i'll message this person and then i don't hear back yeah it really makes my insecurity seem so petty in comparison this is just insane
0: yeah it's like well i mean okay like i'm not sure if- i've brought this up on the podcast before but i know there's kind of even another thing that i sort of talked about around the time when all the george floyd stuff happened in 2020 but like of you know there's a horror documentary about like about black horror like you know horror movies with black people and then one thing that comes up is so in the movie people under the stairs one of the villain characters like when he's kind of like in like a hunting kind of mode um it's like basically like people are trapped inside you know of their house and he's trying to catch them um and whenever he's like in that hunting mode he wears a like a gimp suit like a complete you know head to toe like leather and spikes and you know all this other ridiculous shit and you know and then commenting on that uh, jordan peele uh the guy who made get out and us and um all of that like he is commenting on that and he says like how that really works for that movie because he sees bdsm as a very white person thing and well because the 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 protagonists of the movie are black and um well and then the, the villains are all so like racist and um like really racist and classist and all of that and then yeah and then one of them happens to i don't know like he likes wearing like a gimp suit when he's like trying to hunt people and shit and yeah it's like so from jordan peele's perspective he sees you know kink as it's like a very like white person kind of thing and yeah it's like i I mean i feel like that's kind of another thing of like i don't know like imagine being like non-white and then liking kink but then other people that are you know other other people of your race kind of see it as Ugh, like that's you know that's like a white person thing and you shouldn't get involved with that and yeah i've heard a lot of things condemning kink
1: before but i've never heard it referred to as a white person thing
0: it's like i mean i think i think it's once again because in, in a way like it plays with the idea of danger and control and power and things like that and it, it's like white people are comfortable enough to kind of get into that whereas with a lot of minorities it's a lot more like oh no i need a you know i kind of need to hold on to as much control and whatever and respect as I can because it will be very easy easy for you know for me to lose all the you know other people's respect and stuff like that like yeah look I can understand that honestly if you're one of
1: those people that have in your profile no blacks or no Asians or something similar please rethink that I'm not telling you you have to go out and sleep with someone you're not interested in but if you're a white person that a person of color messages you be kind and engage with them you might make a cool new friend If you're not interested sexually Like And they come on to you This might be shocking But you can politely Turn them down Just be their friend Yeah I
0: mean I mean Like know them As a person And not a race Yeah Just like okay Can I hold a conversation With this guy Do we have stuff in common Do we You know Things like that It's like I I don't think Those simple things Will like fix You know A prejudice Or something like that But I feel like It's at least like Okay Like you know Don't be a dick And you know Kind of give Just give people a chance As people Yeah
1: At the end of the day People might not agree But regardless of your views You can be nice to people Like if you have that thought In the back of your mind Okay Look I don't agree with it But that's on you But it's once you verbalise Those thoughts Either by what you say Or by what you do How you treat Those people around you Then it becomes an issue Keep them to yourself And treat people Every single person With the respect they deserve Treat people of colour Decently That's all we're asking Yeah So So I had a moment on the train the other day. Now, I don't know if this really counts as white privilege or maybe even Australian privilege because we have gun control. But you hear so many stories of people getting, usually people of colour, getting shot because they'll reach for like their ID or something. Yeah, And you see so many people that are usually white saying oh, they should have just complied. I was on the train the other day Now we have transit officers That come and check tickets And I was like Going in between carriages And so I wasn't actually in a seat But they were leaving the carriage Like I didn't even say anything to them I was like they're gonna check my Ask to check my Opal card Which is the transport thing We have to tap on and off with Didn't say a word I just went into my went, Reached into my wallet To grab my Opal card Afterwards I was like Fuck they don't know That I wasn't fucking Pulling a lot of gun on them Okay the situation wasn't hostile My point is that I just did that So unconsciously That So many people Would do the same thing In a hostile situation Where it could turn deadly Like so I think that was I guess A moment of white privilege I don't know
0: Yeah You know like I remember a podcast I was listening to That was It it was a black comedian Who lives in New York And he talked about how um, One time when he got arrested I forgot It was was for something Really petty Like something on the subway Or something And then Like so he got arrested And he said You know the, The jail cell that he was in was primarily like a black and latino people and like i think there was like one white person in there and then you know eventually it kind of got around the room of what are you in for and everything and he said all of the racial minorities there were there for like very stupid shit like parking offenses um like little subway things like um they don't like it when you know when people walk in between in between cars instead of getting out and getting in through through like the regular doors so people so some of the people were in there for that like for Just dumb, like little things like that. The one white guy in there was in there for trying to sell cocaine to a police officer. Wow.
1: I mean, I think I'd have to see a subway to understand the whole changing between cars thing because ours, there's no other way to do it.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. Like because I mean, I know, like okay, because there there is a subway system here in Chicago, and because yeah, like because there are doors, you know. But those are, I guess, supposed to be like emergency or maintenance doors or whatever that like only the staff can use. And so like you know, like if you want to get into another car. You just need to wait for it to stop and get out, and then get out through the regular door, and then you know, get into another cart that way. Like, I don't know why they don't like people doing that in between carts. I mean, it seems perfectly safe and whatever.
1: Yes, ours has like a little connected bit, which is purposely intended to use to switch carriages. Yeah, to arrest someone for that,
0: and then yeah, it's like, and then everybody just for being like for everyone in that cell, like to you know, be there for such dumb, petty things, and then for this one you know for the one white guy in there to to be there for something like so clearly like bad yeah like so like trying to sell this you know very expensive drug to a cop like an undercover cop like that's it's bullshit
1: i just want to throw out there if you're ever feeling down you can come message me i'll offer you that safe space that you need regardless if you are I'm truly sorry for anyone who has ever had to experience such negativity. You have every right to be in this community. This is your community. And that racist bullshit is not what the kink community is about.
0: Yeah, I think it's good to have these conversations like in it, like, because in a lot of ways, it does kind of feel like an elephant in the room. It's like, once again, it's like, because 90% of kinksters that are out as kinksters, you know, are white. And even if they're not racist, even if they are very, you know, Smart, very of this t- of the times, and are aware of certain things. There's still some things that they don't understand, you know, because they're not, a, you know, they're not a racial minority, and these kinds of things don't happen to them or affect them directly or anything. So, it's like, so I mean, I understand how it could it could feel lonely for a lot of people, how it could feel intimidating, especially for the fact that I mean, once again, it's like a lot of what I joke about with, you know, people like something like okay, like people asking where I'm from and kind of seeming disappointed when I say that it's a. Another place in America like I don't know like I think people shouldn't be as uncomfortable to bring these things up because I feel like when people don't talk about them you know that that's where the ignorance comes from that's where you know that's where the ignorance comes from that's where the confusion comes from that's where people get uncomfortable like um so yeah it's like I mean I feel like people should be okay with if they're curious about what race I am or what my ethnicity is I mean it's okay to even just ask me that way of like yeah You know like not trying to like Work around it And then possibly say You know say something That's like more like Either confusing Or like Or like kind of offensive Yeah and then I think You know this does Just kind of need to be addressed You know in the king community Like I, I I mean hopefully it You know makes More different kinds of people Feel more comfortable In the king community And hopefully there could be You know more representation In King. Yeah well that was the thing I know neither of us Anticipated getting
1: stories such as this but when i spoke to frankie and he mentioned having this experience i was like you know what
0: this story needs to be heard yeah it's like i mean because like once again like if you're if you're white in this community you can ignore it like it's easy to ignore it it's not going to affect your life you know it's not gonna, it's not going to confront you especially if you don't let it like if you just kind of choose to remain ignorant and every, and oblivious to all of this and yeah it's like and i think that's kind of part of part of the problem why a lot of minority probably feel uncomfortable with the king community is okay like I'm sure I'm not going to say that everybody in this community is racist but you know there just seems to be like a collective you know obliviousness to a lot of these things and you know that in and of itself can make someone feel isolate, you know alienated and isolated and not really comfortable like with it so yeah so I mean I think it's it's good for this to be out there and you know people to just know
1: of this yeah and that kind of goes back to what Frankie was saying regarding people defending the racists no matter how well intentioned you might be you cannot call yourself an ally and then go and defend a racist sorry but you just can't have it both ways
0: yeah like you 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 can't just yeah like like say black lives matter but only when it's convenient for you yeah so before we wrap up the show frankie has some recent
2: kinky experiences he would like to share there was one scene a few months ago where he it was a puppet and I had tied him up and everything and he wanted to try my like foot and ankle stocks and I put him in it but he was so boring and like very unresponsive to everything that I do and I, I know that a lot of subs think that like oh you have to be so like submissive like you literally to the point where like you are you don't make any noise you don't move any part of your body you're just like laying there limply and like thinking that a dom is just gonna like do everything for you and I had ended this scene because that's how he was kind of acting because he was so quiet and not responding to anything that I did I just kept asking like are you okay like are you having fun like do you not want to do this and he was just like yeah we can keep going and at one point I had him in a hog tie and his feet were literally turning purple and I was like are you okay you're like trying to get him to tell me like hey take me out and I was like do you want to get out like are you okay and he just like was like "No, no 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 like keep going keep going and then I finally just took him out of everything and I was like we're ending this scene because you're not responding to anything that I'm doing you're not talking you're not speaking you're like putting yourself in harm's way you're not telling me if something's too tight or if something's like not working that was like the first scene i like legitimately walked out of i was like this this is ending early which is very upsetting because that was like the first time i had played with anyone in like two years and um i just wish subs didn't think that they had to be like so limp and like unresponsive to everything it's like no it's a two-way street dude it's not fun for the dom to just like sit there and play with like a doll i had put his hands like behind his back and then i had to go grab the rope and he literally just like dropped his hands and i was like, can you just like fucking keep your hands there? I don't know. Maybe I'm just like a shitty dom. Also, I don't have big hands to like hold and like grab guys. He was also like six foot. I'm only five, five. I like to know that they submit for me and I like for them to tell me they want to submit for me and i'm not one to like force a guy to do it it's just like what's the point that's just not how i play and that was just i feel like that's how he wanted it and i just ended the scene i was like this is nothing and it sucked because i also rented the the hotel room it was very expensive it was like 200 dollars i wasn't seeing that i was just like this sucks it's okay i had a really good session a few weeks ago back in february he's bisexual and he only has had sex with like girls and even like when I had him tied down and in a cage he was like I only want to like fuck girls like I don't want to like fuck guys and I had him caged and I was like so you know this dick is mine. I don't care that you fuck pussy and he got like so turned on. That was one of my favorite scenes. That was really, that like made up for the really shitty scene I had four months ago. (laughs) I
0: I just like what he says about um, um, it's not fun for a Dom to just sit there and play with a doll.
1: (laughs) No, who wants to do that? Fucking, you might as
0: well just go out and get a bloody blow up doll at that point. I mean, yeah, like if you're in, I mean, if you're into dolls and action figures, I mean, that's, that's a specific thing. Like what's recovered with like, you know, can look? Megagenesis and stuff like that of just you know liking that complete like having something that's that one hundred percent compliant that won't put up a fight <laughs> or anything with you but yeah it's like I always say like it's like I need some kind of stimulus I need I need I you know I need to see a pulse I need <laughs> I, I need for a sub to like make some kind of noise and to struggle and to do something like because otherwise I'm just like I don't know like I just you know I'll I'll, I'll start focusing on something else or yeah Brandon and I did this sex survey for
1: couples. Years ago now It was fairly early on We were doing bondage At this point So not too early But it was one of those Where you anonymously Submit them And then it kind of like Compares your results And then it'll throw out Things like Oh this person wants this You both are interested in this It was actually very interesting And one of the things He wanted was me To be more vocal So like even though I'm gagged I He wants like more noise I guess So I'm like Okay I've worked on that So now I'm always Make
0: sure I'm emoting and Yeah it's like Well that's interesting Like more vocal And like what Like so it's specific specifically like the context for this was in sex yeah i'm pretty sure it was
1: because oh, outside of sex i am very vocal i don't i don't think he'd want me to be more vocal there
0: okay so i guess in in that specific regard not just you know being open about like this is what you want this is well i mean i'm sure you don't have an issue with that one. Oh,
1: definitely not what you want, and yeah, my takeaway from it was just he means
0: like even though I'm gagged, if he's inside me, at least react through sounds and yeah, like even I guess maybe even with just having sex of you know making a sound and not just completely just clamming up or something. Yeah, don't lay there like a stun mullet or be completely silent. <laughs> oh my god, I'm like and then well no then but this reminds me of is like how how got when guys would react a weird way when I would moan a lot and stuff with sex because like you know when i would settle for vanilla sex i would be just very kind of vocal and part of it was just you know in my own way kind of that was my way of having fun with it of of doing that and then another thing you know kind of in the back of my mind was okay maybe this will make him like cover my mouth or you know like do kind of something like that and i i mean i think that was a little far-fetched like to kind of hope that but yeah it's like but like i've had several guys kind of point out like like that, that that's weird like like it's it's weird to like i guess the amount that I moan Or the specific noises That I make Or something like that They're weird <laughs> What's
1: wrong with a bit of moaning?
0: It's not weird It might not, it might not be common But
1: that doesn't make it weird Fuck off
0: well see and then i feel like with a lot of gay guys is i mean i'm not really sure like i'm not sure what the normal sex etiquette is i i didn't get the handbook i but yeah it's like, i feel like with a lot of gay guys like they i don't know they might there it might be a masculinity thing of like i'm just gonna kind of hold it all in like you know i'm, I'm like well because there's a vulnerability to like moaning or you know like something like that like and so i i think part of it is like kind of like you know once again like what we were talking about earlier with people not wanting to be gagged or you know the way A gag kind of change a scene is. I feel like with moaning, it's kind of a similar way of it. You know, it could possibly be embarrassing or something like that to moan, and you know, it could indicate that you're in pain or or even having pleasure. It's like I feel like showing that you're enjoying yourself is also like another thing that you know is kind of vulnerable. Yeah, I think that was what Brandon wanted—the
1: vocalness, the moaning to
0: show I was enjoying it. Yeah, I don't know. And then it's fun. I mean, I love it because a guy that I, I mean, we're not, we're kind of dating but we're not really dating but like we're spending a lot of time together i mean he's another kinkster and like i love how much he likes those kinds of things like he loves like moans he loves things you know he even even outside of kink or anything he even sometimes just makes like weird like sounds or something like that and i don't know like he's just you know he like and i could tell that from his experience like people have kind of alienated him for you know making those kinds of noises and things like that and like yeah it's like because i mean people are dicks like i know <laughs> I know how people have been with me making whatever noises that I make, so, yeah. Just let people be comfortable doing what they want. Yeah. Uh, within reason. Yeah. And then, I mean, like, one of the biggest compliments, like, friends, especially kinky friends, have given me is that they feel comfortable with being, like, weird, like, around me or something. Like, like, like several people, especially in the last couple of months, have kind of told me that, of, like, you know, like, I'm one of the few people that they, they feel like they could just say almost anything or or just do something like weird or whatever like that. And they just know that like, like I'm not going to judge them. Like even regardless of how I might react, like they know that it's not, you know, coming from a place of judgment or like anything like that. Yeah. Which
1: is good. We shouldn't be judging each other.
0: Yeah. Something about people pointing that out kind of, you know, it's like, well, I like, I love that I'm, you know, that people feel that way about me, but then it's also showing that it's like, okay, so there might not, there must not be a lot of people who are like me, you know, If you feel like you have to like Kind of point that out Yeah We're all a bit
1: fucking weird though Like who judges people for that shit (laughs) If you're normal Then I'm gonna judge you
0: No yeah I mean it's funny Because I feel like that's That's kind of my mantra Like Well I'm only joking I'm not gonna judge anyone Well, unless I get on my bad side, then I'll judge every move, but...
1: <laughs> no, not really.
0: I don't know. And then that's even something I noticed once I started meeting other kingsters. As well. I was like, okay, I was like, we're all fucking strange. Like, we're, like, we're, we're, we're all, you know, we all gonna just have our quirks and, you know, like whatever. And, and I mean, that just makes it more fun and more real because we see everyone's more kind of pristine sort of personas that they have, you know, online or something where it seems like everything is together or a certain... And then they kind of lift the veil up with you when you meet them, and it's kind of like okay, like you know, now I kind of see something, you know, I see another side to you, and I, you know, I see that you're like well-rounded and like you know, like a full person. Like oh, wait, we're supposed to post a
1: good version of ourselves on social media? (laughs) I missed that memo. so my dumb ass, when he said he caged this guy i pictured an actual cage oh of course i realized now he just bet he put the guy in chastity <laughs> you're thinking of uh danny wanting to be in a dog kennel yeah i mean that's something i think i spoke about before wanting to give it a try at least once yeah tied up in there of course oh definitely gagged the gag is is important. <laughs> what movie is that? Is it Bill Pullman? Yeah, it's The Last Seduction.
0: The Last Seduction.
1: Yeah, but cool. I knew it was something like Seduction, Attraction. Know, they
0: all have similar titles. Yeah, yeah. So Something kind of sex, love, relationship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's perfect for the theme of, of the series. Thank you,
1: Frankie, for sharing your story. Look, that can't have been easy, but I am very glad you put it out there for everyone to hear.
0: So, yeah, thank you to everyone everybody who submitted for um the series. I mean, we went into this not really expecting a lot of stories or, you know, not even really expecting, you know, not knowing which ways this can go. And yeah. And I mean, you know, you guys really surprised us. I mean, we really appreciate you guys willing to share this with us and, you know, put your put yourselves and your stories out there in this particular way yeah I think we bit off a bit more than we could
1: chew I thought we'd get like maybe five or six short stories I oh, yeah, we'll be lucky to get an episode
0: out of it <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long couple of weeks but i'm glad we had all these to put out there yeah it's like i mean going into dating and kink i just kind of thought like okay like where what's our angle gonna be with this because you know the last time we did something like this it was you know when bondage goes wrong and that has like a clear like okay here is a lesson for everybody like you know this can happen and this is what you should do and this is what you shouldn't do and you know it had more of that kind of thing whereas this could just go in any direction because with relationships it's, everyone has such different experiences And things like that And yeah It did get to some You know Important Salient things That were You know Worth getting into
1: Yeah well, right, guys Now I know I probably sound like A bloody broken record But I just want to stress to you all You are valid You are loved And you are very welcome In this community Yeah And come send me a message sometime I get lonely What am I going to do Talk to my husband <laughs> Who does that Nah he's great Alright guys With that This Mammoth multi-part story comes to an end so i hope you've enjoyed listening to the many submissions we had and our commentary on them so as always i'm sammy and i'm matt and we'll see you next week guys